As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. One of the most underrated drag queens from RuPaul's Drag Race is Vivacious, mother of Ornacia, whose fan-slapping club couture and sassy sayings have become part of the language of drag. She's a national treasure, so it's great when a big name like Miley Cyrus showcased her talents at the MTV Music Video Awards a few years back. And now, Vivacious recently tore it up with Katy Perry on Saturday Night Live, where she synchronized her fan slaps to the pop divas Swish Swish. The dance number was filled with fierce club kids, but 15-year-old Russell Horning, known as the Backpack Kid, stole the show with his goofy arm swinging. Today, Vivacious joins us from her sewing room in New York City to kiki about her appearance with Katy Perry on SNL. Plus, a trend we hope catches on, straight guys humping each other at furniture stores. Melania Trump slaps Donald Trump's attempts to hold her hand. And what does Vivacious think of this week's elimination on RuPaul's Drag Race? I'm Fausto Fernos. I'm Mark Fillion. And this is Feast of Fun. Right now, you're listening to Feast of Fun because for the last 13 years, a listener just like you took the time to support this one-of-a-kind in-depth programming. We have awesome t-shirts in our store inspired by great moments on our podcast. Check them out at feastoffun.com store. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, shapeshifters. <laughs> James Mansfield. I will never use that. I will never use that word ever in my life. Fuck you, James Mansfield. <laughs> Why are you mad at James Mansfield? Why I got a James Mansfield, that poor lady? Nah. <laughs> Congratulations again on your second pop star appearance. First it was Miley Cyrus, and now with Katy Perry on Saturday Night Live, Vivacious. Actually, my first was Laura Brandigan. Oh, that's, oh, that's right. right. I forgot Way completely about day. that. Yes. Turns out I've been eating celebrities' asses for years. <laughs> <laughs> Whose ass tasted the joking. best? I'm I kid. What are you doing in the background? That's my dildo going. Actually, no. Um, I just bought titanium needles for my sewing machine, so I am sewing... Um, I'm sewing um, sequin with 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 um with 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 another material so that it can be a one piece instead of using a straight stitch machine. Do you remember that dress RuPaul wore two weeks ago? The um the turquoise and the pink. Yes, I'm making a bathing suit version of that, inspired by Mother Ru. Oh. I'm just glad you're not doing that yellow ruffle dress everybody was screaming bloody murder about. Did she, uh, if she wore a yellow rough, you know, I don't know. I think, I think yellow works on black. Yes. Yellow does work on black skin, but, um, black skin I don't or want to look like a, if that's the case, girl, where's the equal freedom? <laughs> <laughs> no, Honey, but, just but, because you can walk the runway and you look fierce in fashion doesn't guarantee you anything except maybe an appearance with Katy Perry on Saturday Night Live. Exactly. So how did Katy Perry and a gaggle of fierce drag queens and club kids come together on Saturday Night Live? Was there any reference to Miley Cyrus and the VMAs? No, I, I believe that this was just her own creative content in that sense. Um, you know, I think Katy Perry is on a mission to make the LGBT community seem very normal to the rest of the world. And this was her way of taking on that mission because when we met her, she said something to that effect of, you know, a lot of people don't get what we do, but it's our job to normalize it to them. And you need something like that in this day and age when there's a Trump, when there's a, you know, there's a Trump madness all over all over the country and it's slowly seeping into the mentalities in other states as well. So, yes, I commend any form of support towards the LGBT community that can help bring visibility. I don't look at it as as any form of exploitation. I'm sure there is some millennial out there who will try to go, oh, there she goes, trying, trying to, um, you know, use the LGBT community. Honey, child, please. Well, I guess she's part of the community now, too, right? Because she says she's bisexual. Uh, well, if she is, kudos to her, honey. Well, she said recently that you know, she got some award and she was saying that, you know, back in the day she was trying to pray the gay away. Uh, and then eventually she was just able to embrace herself. And that's where the whole I kissed a girl thing came from. Well, I-, I could see that whole pray the gay away thing, because if she comes from middle America, you know, they've already indoctrinated that type of mentality. And it takes a while to free yourself from those constraints. Shit. 
I am 40-something years old. I'm not going to say my real age because RuPaul might actually end up being younger than me and shit. But um, <laughs> I think RuPaul's 56, right? Yes. As I said, RuPaul is younger than me. So even the other day when on March 7th, when it was my birthday, my parents called to give me the God's Riot Act. What they say? And they even, honey, the usual, your abomination, your disgrace, you know, the whole it's been better you were never born type of deals. So they don't like your drag act or what? <laughs> You're funny, bitch. <laughs> they can't get over the fact that there's a rainbow lady inside the, inside the family, honey. Oh. Your mother's trying to give you a bad edit. She's not giving me a bad edit, honey. She's only editing herself wrongly when she show up to the pearly gates and try and God ask her. So where was the Christ like in your life? Well, just like uh, Katy Perry, you're both uh, raised evangelical, right? Yeah, my, yes. Um, uh, we're from the we're from the Jamaican blacks, the zealot Christians, the crazy ones who believe that they might have to kill in the name of God to get their point across. I'm a fan of yours. I'm a friend of yours. I'm rooting for you. We are not friends. I have never met you a day in my life. I have never been on Peace for Fun before. Who is this show? I don't know. In the words of Mariah Carey, I don't know her. <laughs> and I, every time we see you performing and, you know, being showcased with uh, maybe in the past with Laura Branigan or with Miley Cyrus and now with Katy Perry, and the fact that they're smart enough to put you front and center of the action is really really great or maybe it's just because that those outfits you wear really stand out well here's the thing i was never one to be the normal bitch in the back wearing a dress and a gown yes i was forced to wear a gown but i told them and, and the picture that i did send them was the picture with me standing next to rupaul in a in a mohawk and i looked them dead in the face and i said i don't do here honey i said i'm coming with spikes on my head and they said perfect we want it um because it, it was bigger spikes of what was on my shoulders and so mm. I went home that night. We we went home that night. The rehearsals was until four o'clock that night. Yeah. Um, yeah. I got home. We took a, a, a Uber, me and um, the Countess um, Mascara, um, back to Harlem, all the way from Brooklyn. The rehearsals was in Brooklyn. It was not in the city. They hailed it away from the city so no one would know what was going on, you know. So it was a top secret thing, just like, because I talked about right. it with you on the phone, and you're like, can you keep a secret? And I said, don't tell me this. Because if it gets really, leaked, you, 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 you're going to blame me for it. You just outed me in a podcast, bitch. What? That says that I told you, can you keep, you just outed me in a podcast. No, the because nothing, that no information was exchanged. There was no information exchanged. <laughs> you better take that out. Oh, that's what, that's, that, actually, you're absolutely correct. I didn't tell you exactly what I was doing. I did ask you if it was a white woman or a black woman, and you would even answer and that. I said, and, I, and I said, I can neither confirm or deny, deny she's a lesbian. Did I say that <laughs> knowing me i probably would have said so. I, I, no i said i can neither confirm nor deny if she's from christian mingle keeping your mouth shut when you have a lot of club kids and and drag queens and who are really excited about the experience of being with a mainstream pop star on one of the most watched television shows it's it's a big deal well hey big deal if you're out there my email is vivaciousofficial at gmail.com drop me a line mother needs some bookings I'm surprised, you know, I gotta say, you're probably one of the most underrated drag queens that I know who's been on RuPaul's Drag Race. I've seen you perform live many times. I've uh, hung out with you. You're, you're really a great person. You really have a good head on your shoulders. And 
And what's really impressive about seeing you perform live that you don't really get to see by watching somebody on television is those fan slaps that you're miraculously able to go straight to the beat of the drum. I, I have been, the, the fan has been my trademark for 25 years, not 27. Uh, 27 years ago, there was another icon before me whose trademark was to use the fan and fan herself. And once in a while would snap it. Her name was Franklin Fuentes. She's the mother of all bitch tracks. Uh, on the 25th year, um, two years after that, I decided to add it to my moniker, but I decided that my job was to go above and beyond what I knew. And it also helped with the fact that I used to fight martial arts with fans. So I can use two fans at the same time and, 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 and snap it, um, and snap and slap it, slap it. Um, to the music um, independently or together at the same time. So you had a lethal weapon inches away from Katy Perry's face. Yes, Miss Thing. I could have taken her out or, or, cut, <laughs> or cut. I could have taken her out at any time or give her a lower haircut. <laughs> now you look fierce. What do you think about her uh, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice inspired uh, fashion? I thought that she looked absolutely, absolutely beautiful. I loved her hair. I loved everything about her spirit, her, spirit, her energy. She looked awesome. And, you know, um, I was actually just reviewing the whole concept of the video. I believe Katy Perry came more prepared than us drag queens on stage because we showed up like water buffaloes and gowns, honey, and she wore something that wasn't low enough to the ground to obstruct her, but gave her enough freedom to properly mm. perform without not feeling as though I might step on this dress, I might rip the back of the dish, I might trip on this dress. Honey, I was in a pink gilded cage, bitch. Did you see that thing around my body? That's yeah. one of my favorite outfits that you wear is that pink outfit with the green spikes coming out around the neck. She's designed for she's designed for show and tell, not for show and do a show in. I love the silhouette of her outfit, too, because it was kind of like it was like open up and you could see her body. But then when she kind of moved, like it kind of came together and it created a great little silhouette. Well, um, what most people don't know about that outfit is the lower half is um, paparazzi proof. It's lined in reflective material. So had they taken a snap picture, the whole front and the sides and the shoulders would have lit up like a Christmas tree. Oh, wow. Paparazzi proof. She's multi. She's very multifunction. Let's do a shout out to your co-stars. Who's Brenda Darling? At first, I want to give a fierce shout out to I first I want to give a fierce shout out to Dwayne Cooper Milan from RuPaul's Drag Race season four, because if it wasn't for her, none of us ugly hoes would have had the pleasure and the opportunity of working with Katy Perry. Milan was not able to do the gig because she's traveling with her doo-wop company, if I'm correct, across the country, spreading joy and, and cheer. And so she contacted us all individually and said, she had an opportunity for us if were we interested. And so I wrote her back and said, yes. And then she gave us the information and we proceeded and followed instructions nine through 12 and made it to the show. Um, I want to give a fair shout out to all the girls that participated. Brenda Darling, um, Svetlana Stoli. These are um, the ones that I know of are the ones that have, have, the jobs in like industry and therapy and all the other bars in New York City. Okay. So Svetlana Stoli works on Sundays with Brandon Voss and she rotates a few other places in the city during the week. 
And she names herself after her favorite beverage. No, she's actually a Russian whore. Oh. <laughs> she's a real she's a real Russian bitch on asylum. Trump is probably looking for her to get her into into Trump Towers, but Svetlana doesn't know this because she didn't bring her Boganskaya green card with her. So um, Svetlana um, Stoli is one of the girls. Brenda Darling is the queen of the hair whip and the choreography with the high kicks. Um, that gold dress that she had on, trust me, if they had told her she had to wear a, a bodysuit, that bitch would have probably did a pirouette with a fierce torgette right over Katy Perry's head, landed into the crowd, into a dip, get back up, do two head swishes and drop right back into the stage into a dip. That's Brenda Darling <laughs> for you. Uh, who's Little Miss Hot Mess? Little Miss Hot Mess. Um, to be honest, she lived up to her name. She was a bearded queen, hairy chest and hairy yes. back, and she did her face in in um and I think it was um gold glit not gold glitter um like a bronzish red glitter um for her beard section, and she did her eyes in the same thing. However, she's also one of the nicest bitches you'll ever meet. She will lend you anything off her back and she will give you anything to help you in a drop of a heartbeat. Who was standing next to you, dancing next to you when you guys were walking down the runway? Um, that is Joseph Extravaganza. Oh, from Madonna. Um, he is from, and, no, no, no. That's the person who was dancing before me. That's okay. Jose Extravaganza from Madonna's Vogue video back in the day. And he was also on tour with Madonna. For um, the truth of dear, wasn't he and also in Paris's burning? Yes, he was in Paris's burning as well. Yes, he was the youngest baby of the whole bunch at the time, and also the youngest on Madonna's tour to be discovered by Madonna for for for. She she's one of those people you're like surprised she's still alive. You know she's gone she's gone through hell and high water. Honey, she, she has seen she has been she has been to the mountaintop and somehow came across the mountaintop and came down the fucking hill. Honey, but God, Miss she God looked like she had an aged a day. I mean, she looked like God. she was like twenty years old up there. Well, you know, honey, they say black don't crack. In her case, black Spanish don't crack, so she's doing quite good. Jose Extravaganza, thank you so very much. His job in all of this was um, he was kind of like the um, the creative consultant to a certain extent. Um, they used him to help like help put the girls in the order where they probably needed to be belong in terms of this bitch can move. This bitch can do that. This bitch can do that. This bitch can strike a pose. So, and then, um, he, I think he only came on as a consultant and by day two, they were like, ah, uh, no, you could just start um, running the choreography to get yourself involved. So that's how he was in, I think in both pieces or one piece. I'm not quite sure. Uh, the drag queen that looked like a uh, pearl, but isn't pearls Scarlet Envy. That is Scarlet Envy. She um, does queer Friday nights at the monster downtown. She's the hostess and the door personality as well. And she looks like Paris Hilton. And she's like Pearl in the sentence that she looks really good, but unlike Pearl, she can actually dance. <laughs> right. She actually, and did you, did you notice she was swishing her hips around? She was oh, giving yeah. you a runway supermodel. At one point, I wanted to take her in the back room, munch her trade, beat her up, and hate her all in the same sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. Uh, Giselle Alisea? Okay, so next to Jose on the runway yeah. in, um, in the red dress, was Giselle Extravaganza, the mother of the house of Extravaganza. 
She <laughs> also used to work at Patricia Fields for many years. Um, and I think with her, her connections with Patricia Fields, Susan Barsh, and a few other people, and for the fact that she is a legendary um, ballroom mother, she has garnered her way into the real world of modeling. So she actually is a real model. Uh, who's, her, who's a Britta Filter? Because that's a wonderful club kid name. Yeah, um, Britta Filter came after um, came after Brenda Darlin and Svetlana. She was wearing the, the green the green sequin dress that could also um, you flip the sequin and it turns blue. With yeah. um, the with the, with the, she was had fur on her arm. Um, she was with um, I think she was with Hot Mess. Yes, she was. Um, Britta Filter is also one of the queens in New York City that also works with Brandon Voss for his drag brunch on Sundays. And she works multiple other parties all over New York City as well. I think she also does one on the upper middle, in the middle of Manhattan, I call it like in the upper 100s on the, on the west side, I think. I'm not sure. But um, she she gets Miss Britta Filter, you, you every other week you will turn around the bitches in a new gig somewhere doing her gig. Uh, Yuhua Hamasaki. <laughs> Yuhua Hamasaki. Yeah. One of the one of the fiercest trannies. I know y'all keep saying that's not a word. One of the fiercest trannies. I keep I keep thinking that bitch needs to be on hormones. She is so fish in the face and so cunt in the body. The whole time she was there, all I wanted to do was take out a shot, a shot of hormones and give her a size D titty. Gorgeous, gorgeous individual. I swear to God, honey. You meet this bitch, you meet this bitch honey. All, all you want to do is be like, girl, you sure you want a hormone shot? Okay, you, you're afraid of, in, you're afraid, you're afraid, you're afraid of injection needles? Let me give you a pill and sell, bitch. You're you going to look cut when you come out the oven, honey. This bitch, if she stuffed a pussy up, the world would be in trouble for the Asian girls. Uh, she's a sweetheart, a costume designer. She designs costumes for most of the other drag queens. I'm in New York City, and I think she works at Lucky Chang's and a few other bars. Oh, there's a there's a, a, a drag queen here in Chicago, Tiger Lily, who designs a lot of stuff for uh, Kimchi. Not and a drag queen. I thought she identifies as a drag queen. Does she? Yeah, she says gendered woman, but okay. uh, she also is a a, a, a fashion stylist oh. and self identified drag Lily. queen. At least she has in the Tiger. past, maybe, but. Tiger Lily. Tiger Lily. Yes. Tiger Lily, if you're going to be designing fierce costumes like that for drag queens, guess what, bitch? You is a drag queen. <laughs> That's right. She, she may say she's a drag queen. I don't know. Uh, uh, Kimberly Smalls. Kimberly Smalls is the queen. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 
She lives up to her name in terms of she's very tiny. She was the one who was wearing the blue outfit that kind of when the lights hit her, it looked kind of white. But what most people don't understand is Kimberly's face and whole head was covered in a skull cap, in a, in a theater mm-hmm. skull cap that she then um, put glue and different forms of glue. To, and she did her whole head in blue, in different shades of blue, sky blue, light blue, dark blue and purples and painted a fierce contour face of a blue face on her. She is the glittered Pava Laguna, Pava Laguna of this set. And <laughs> when you, if, you, if you saw this face up, up close, you, you would be like, this bitch did it in honey. Miss Kimberly Smalls gave the face like nobody else. For people who don't know who uh, uh, Flava Laguna is, that's the blue lady in the movie The Fifth Element, who's the diva who stores the stones in her stomach. Which is one of my all-time favorite movies. And no, I didn't Same go and see the here. other day. Uh, that's why we're, you know, connected at the hip. <laughs> I thought we were connected at the hip because Lady Bunny once tried to um, try to crazy glue us together. <laughs> she tried to make an island. Uh, Puerto Rican Jamaican fusion cuisine. Uh, so, but ultimately, uh, I'm sorry we don't get, can get to all the performers, but ultimately, the one who really uh, is getting a lot of mentions is viral sensation Russell Got Bars, whose uh, birth name is Russell Horning from Georgia. He's the kid in the backpack who is now has the dance move. It's called Doing It All Right. I call him the, the I call him the kid with the with the with the rest in bitch face because his face he has this face like I am unbothered. I don't <laughs> care if there's a celebrity in the room. I'm just here to do me. And but then when he smiles, he has the most uh, affectionate smile that that you're just like oh, he's so cute. He wrote on his Instagram, "I dance to be funny." And just for the record, I'm not a good dancer. I do not think I'm that good. If you don't think it's I funny, think, nobody's forcing you to follow me. Haters back off. I think Russell in the future is going to be a good walker or a good break dancer. He has the arms, the length, and the body for it. I probably also believe in a few more years, he's probably going to grow tall enough to probably be a model. But he's very good at what he does. And he's always coming up with new moves, making up new moves. And that move that he did, I guarantee you, if you put him in a room of about 300 people and tell them to match him, not many can pick it up that quick. He has that thing on lock. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He it's, said he actually posted uh, a video of uh, backstage with Katy Perry, and uh, she was trying to imitate his dance moves. And he wrote, when your mom tries to look cool. <laughs> <laughs> then he took it down, unfortunately, because people were like, that's that's mean and ungrateful. Well, I mean, compared to him, we're all moms. I mean, me comp- standing next to him, I'd be his great, 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 great grandmother. So, you know, no, I mean, like he's 15. Katy Perry is only 17. I'm yeah. like 302 hitting Methuselah. So, mm. you know. <laughs> That's just how it is. We were trying to imitate his dance moves. We were like, what's he actually doing here? It's like his hips are going back and forth and his arms are swinging and every now and then. No, 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 sweetie. The the, the first swing, both arms go forward. When the next swing comes back, the right arm goes to the back. The left arm stays in the front. When it swings back the other way, the left arm goes in the back and the front arm goes to the front. And it mm. creates this, it's a, it's a 3D um, image dimension going on. He's actually, each arm is switching back and forth 
once in front of the body, once behind the body, while the other arm is doing out the other way and then swings back and goes behind the body the other way. And his hips are shaking, though, too. And that kind of throws everything off, too. No, because the hip shake with the hip shaking with it makes the arm fall in place. The problem with it is, though, in terms of the brain, the brain has to remember that this arm this time went in the front. Now it has to go in the back. This the right arm the next time went in the back. This time it has to go in the when it crosses in the front. It needs to stay in the front and cross the other way. And so it's a very tricky, complex move that he's actually doing. This child is doing calculus while she's swinging her arms in front of her. <laughs> and what's what everybody wants to know, what was in that backpack? That, that bitch got E equals MC square going on in her brains, honey. And she turned out the results quite well, honey. And what's what was in the backpack? Did you get a chance to see? I'm convinced she was I'm convinced she was con- co- collecting Pokemon cards. <laughs> now, from what I understand, they were reporting that there was, you know, she did uh, Katy Perry did two acts uh, and you guys were in the first one. And the second one, they had some rappers uh, who were rapping with her called Migos. And there were supposed to be drag queens in that act, too. But the, the people from Migos said that they were not comfortable with having yes, uh, um, drag even, queens. Even when, when, when they had the rehearsals, from what I know with the group that was supposed to work with them, when they walked in, they had this look like, like they just saw Jesus walking in with a casket and they were not featuring that drag queens were on the stage. And then all of a sudden we had to go in the back and reschedule, re redo the dance to make it available to, to um, for them. And I think even on the day of the, the day after filming, when they found out that there were still a few drag queens there, they also didn't they were going to cancel coming on the show to sit in the to sit on Saturday Night Live. It's like, you know, sweetie, it's 2015. Um, here's a hint. I think half of y'all are black or Spanish or whatever. Remember something, honey, it took a lot of fierce, brave white people back in the day to get your black ass to be seen in public. You used to come through the back door and you use your name used to be outhouse. So I can't believe that in 2017, you're still running around like a rapper being so homophobic. As they say, those who scream the loudest usually end up in my bed with their legs over my shoulder. Check yourself. <laughs> uh, for the record, uh, what was in the uh, I'm sorry, Russell's got bars backpack was a water bottle, a phone charger, a couple of those finger fidget spinners and earbuds so he could listen to music while he dances. See, had I known that was the case, I would have jumped his ass for the fidget bitch because I still need one of those. Those look like a lot of fun. That that's the new trend. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's like a little. Uh, it's almost like a ninja star that you spin around in your finger and has some uh, How, ball bearings however, to make it um, go fast. College um um t- teachers in high school and junior high schools are starting to ban it because the kids are not paying any attention to their work and they keep spinning it around instead of paying any attention. So it's actually become an educational distraction in a lot of places. It's actually been banned. It's been created for kids that have autism and things, people that have um, attention span disorder, but it's also become a distraction in and of mm. itself. Um, when it first came out, they were 12 bucks. Now they're going for two bucks. Um, we have some great questions on the Facebook fan page, uh, facebook.com slash Feast of Fun, and in the Friends of the Show, where people can post comments and uh, post their own interesting content, is uh, facebook.com slash group slash Feast of Fun. Uh, the first one comes from Ziggy Phillips. He wants to know, where can I get a fan vivacious that will make such awesome thwarps? Do you lube up your fan with WD-40 to make it spin like that? 
First of all, honey, you should see my hand job special, and I'm talking using the fan. I'm not You're talking super anything horny else. today. No, no one, no, no, no one, no one, no one, no one here has a dirty. No one here has a dirty mind. Not me, honey. I'm from Christian Mingle. I just came here to meet <laughs> Mingle. Um, secondly, um, my fan is actually lubed up with gun oil. Thirdly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the fans that I use is of a special type. I actually, um, when, when I get the fans, I take out the physical vein in them and put it my own because yeah. I need something stronger because the ones that they make, the, 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 the aluminum, if you're English, that they put in between as the vein is very cheap. And after the fifth or seventh snap, it'll, it'll break in half. So I switch it out with a stronger material and put it there to make it. So, But it also gives me the flexibility to have a um, a very stronger fan that makes a very stronger crack. So are regular Chinese fans really fragile? Honey, what I use with mine is extremely unbreakable. I find a very strong material that I can use for it. And I make my own um, vein and put it inside instead. Uh, Ziggy wants to know, it, was there a special microphone picking up the sound, the thwaps of the fan? Okay, so um, technically speaking, in the whole run-through of the show, um, the minute that the chorus started for Swish Swish and you saw all those pom-poms flaring, yeah. I was supposed to be snapping my fan on every four, as in flap, 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 flap. But however, um, the, the executives um, sent a text message to me saying that they can hear my fan way above the music all the way in the back. So they said please limit it only until the runway section. So you would have heard the fan more in the beginning, but this made more sense because now it allowed that I could walk down front, do the fan in the, in the, in the, um, in the, in the, in the, in the time signature that I wanted to, which is four fourth with syncopations. And I was close enough to Perry, uh, to Katie Perry that it was able to translate through her microphone and out into the, and out into um, the world. The fan thwarps were so synchronized with the music, it was almost hard to believe it was real. Well, that's because when it comes to the fan, I am the original fan wielder, bitch. <laughs> and anybody who thinks they can do otherwise, come step to me. I will eat you alive. I actually um, use the fan and do full songs all the time. I do happy birthdays with it. I do full house. Anybody who has known me for the last 27 years will tell you there are videos all through the internet where the fan is in my hand and I'm using it in the middle of my video. My audition tape for RuPaul Drag Race was done with the fan in my hand as well. Ido Hudson wants to know, do you ever feel unsafe walking around New York City in drag? I do not walk around New York City in drag. I'm not one of those, um, look at me, look at me, Queens, honey. I don't do drag for attention. I do drag because I'm an artist and I also do drag because this work, I do drag to open up um, social consciousness that the LGBT community does exist. But one thing that I do not do is walk the public in drag. Um, as a young child growing up, your parents shielded you from certain things in life because when you're young, they don't think that you're ready for that. I don't think it's my job to throw something up on society that they're not ready for yet. If a mother has to sit there and explain it to a child, when that child gets old enough, the mother can explain it her right way. But it's not my, job, my, my right to go and throw myself at them in that sense because I had a parent who protected me when I was younger. However, I will not walk around in public because I grew up in the era where 
to walk around in the street and drag, a bitch could get killed by a queen named Jomanda. And Jomanda was just a regular girl who had a boyfriend named Tito who would turn around and be like, Jomanda would be like, Tito, that bitch over there thinks she looked better than me. You need to defend my order. And then Tito turned around and beat your ass on the train or slit your throat on 42nd Street because I have seen things you like gotta that watch happen out in for the Tito past. and Jamanda. Yes, you got to watch out, especially Jamanda, honey, because she'll set you up. Andreas Lar says, and this is a, uh, Andreas is about six foot three, muscular, Swedish or no? Swedish. Swedish man. Uh, he says, I want to know what your thoughts are about love and relationships. Are you single? And then he blew you a kiss. Oh, I gotta tell you, I'm vivacious. If you can get a, if you can go to Malmo, Sweden, and hook up with Andreas, because you'll Malmo more. You'll be. <laughs> he's a very good looking guy. And Andreas, I like a tall white man because I love mountain climbing, honey. Yes, I am single. Uh, my two friends are Dildo and Fleshlight. On a Friday or Saturday night, like when I on a Friday and Saturday night when I'm not working, I turn on the vibrators and both of those bitches lube them up and throw them across the room and watch them while I'm taking pictures with a 1972 hand wheel camcorder for porn bitch. Um, no, I don't have a boyfriend. <laughs> I don't. I don't think Andreas can handle this. <laughs> okay, let, let me put this in layman's terms. Yeah. I graduated from Harvard with four degrees and deep throating. There you go. <laughs> Done. I am not your role model. I'm just a supermodel. Have you seen this trend that's happening all over the internet? Is guys who are, uh, they're claiming to be straight, but uh, of course they're having anal sex. They're going to like Ikea, Lowe's, Home Depot into the furniture section that's a little bit abandoned. They're dropping their pants and filming themselves fucking each other up the ass. <laughs> I put up a link to the um, video on our Twitter account, twitter.com slash Feast of Fun. Um, it's amazing. Did you, did you see the other one where the straight guys a few months ago decided that um, the cool thing to do was to do a beer bong inside their friend's foreskins? So one would open up his foreskin, they would pour the beer in there, and the other one would lick and drink it out of the foreskin. That's oh, yeah. a straight thing, by the way. So, um Hey, straight folks, if you're going to do what the gays do, stop trying to beat the gays to death. <laughs> Generations ahead of yesterday. Uh, but I guess so gay people are been on to anal sex at, at Home Depot and Ikea. And now straight people are imitating us. <laughs> people are saying that that was at a Lowe's. So it was I mean, at a Lowe's, saying yeah. it's an Ikea, but other people are chiming in saying it's it, a Lowe's. It might have been at a low, but that was still a low, honey. Mm. That was on the down low. And I don't that think was a no -no. I don't think that they were like straight guys doing it as a prank. I think that they were just trying, you know, they're probably, you know, guys don't have butt I believe, sex in I believe, as a I, prank. Believe, I believe it was straight dudes because gays are a little bit more conservative unless they're hopped upon some form of pill or something else. You know, um but I was but, impressed yeah. though this guy took this guy's butt dick up his butt. With very little lube. Well, we don't know. He may have been pre-lubed inside. Maybe. But no, it's no, like no, no, he no, dropped no, no. his pants, is, you know, and, and just it just went uh, right in. I couldn't do take, that. Take, take this from a black queen who has topped many white straight men. <laughs> I have met so many straight men that has never had anal sex and on the drop of a dime. They consider the ability to, to penetrate is like, a, is like a valor of honor that I took it in one... Honey, this one boy, one day we were, we were in the park hanging out, just talking, and he, 
we knew that there was a bushy area. I guess he must have scoped it out ahead of time. He dragged me in the bushes, dropped his pants, and said, stick it in. I'm like, stick it in. I said, there's no lube. He goes, trust me, I can handle it. Bitch, I was up to my elbow. <laughs> you just swallowed it. You weren't mountain climbing. You were spelunking. You were going into the caverns. Sometimes those, those assholes, it's like they reach out and they grab it. And they just suck Sweetie. it right in. This 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 motherfucker had me on, on 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 the ninth levels of Dante's levels of Inferno, honey. I was like, well, how the hell did I get in here this quick? <laughs> Dixie Cup wants to know what you're up to in the future. Uh, you're working on a a lot of exciting projects. Can you talk a little bit about them? Um. Okay. Right now, I'm also selling costumes. In two weeks' time, I head for Norway. I am the you main. You are DJ going to Norway. For... What are you doing in Norway? Uh, yes. I'm going to Norway. Oh I'm the main DJ for Norway Pride coming up on June 6th in Bergen. I think Andreas is going to be there. Hold on a second. Andreas, you need to meet up with Vivacious. Well, I'm going to set it up. He lives in Sweden, but he, he, but he goes to those things. Yeah, so. he goes to those things because it's yeah. not too far. But also, too, I think we also had another question from somebody else uh, in Norway uh, asking what Vivacious thought about... Um, what do you call it? Uh, drag Race, this latest episode. We'll get to that in a second. Well, you, <laughs> okay. Oh, yes. Okay. We, we, we'll get to that just in a second. So let's finish up this question. Okay. I'm in Norway, um, June 6th. I currently have a, a party at the Museum of Sex in New York City. So New York City has somehow changed to be quite boring. Everybody just wants to go to techno parties and think that a big-name DJ is considered a party while they're on drugs. In the old way of New York City, it used to be performers, DJs, and the music and the lights that put everything together. So I started back up a party that is based on DJing, house music, um, and drag queen and performers with go-go dancers and bitches who can carry on with costume changes, about, um, about four costume changes a night. So that's about 20 to 26 costumes a night in terms of what people are seeing visually in the room. So I started, started, we started at the museum of sex and we do that every Friday night. Uh, does the museum of sex have a cafeteria? <laughs> the museum of sex has a lounge and in the lounge is also an homage to studio 54 during the daytime, the, the, the lounge is a gallery for the public to see. You should look it up online. And it's all the pictures of um, Studio 54 that were taken that is inside there, including the Studio 54 sound system. What kind of uh, exhibits do they have in the Museum of Sex? Um, they just recently did the museum for the first time to turn it into a displace, but it's, it's all the pictures that were taken, including like pictures with Grace Jones and many celebrities from Studio 54. So they don't do they have like sex like ancient dildos there too or anything like that or um, the lounge section is different from the store section but yes in the store section there is a history of dildos and all things pleasurable you can even buy a, 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 a nipple jellos with glitter on it that you can eat <laughs> yeah I think they actually have an exhibit of uh, all the different sizes of penises from all mm. the animals in the that's world. The, that's the penis think, museum. Oh, the penis museum. Think, I'm confused. Okay. I think they. I think they do, and they have it upstairs. The museum of sex, I think, is about four floors. So on the first floor is like you know the, the traditional get your S and M gear and a dildo and condoms and T shirts and sex novelty toys etc. But it's four floors. 
And it's, there's a full exhibition going on in there with, with, with tour guides. I've never taken the whole tour, so I'm not quite versed in what's going on on the inside. So Tim Reisley, who is from Norway, so he lives in Oslo, so maybe he'll come and see you in Bergen. He says, were you impressed with the Club Kid Challenge on the latest episode of Drag Race? And who would you say is the clear front runner now? I would say I was somewhat okay with it. Um, Can we tell, it was, t- talk about what actually happened? Spoil it for people who haven't seen it yet, but it's almost a week later. So yeah. I would say some of the looks were more so um, Club Kid trying. Not so much club kid ish, <laughs> because they, they, because um when when a real club kid look is executed, you can actually feel the energy from it. I didn't feel anything from that. The one that I closely felt uh, a, a connection to that felt very club kid ish was probably only um was only peppermints. Mm. Yeah, it, it, it was, was uh, really be, great to be able to see the comparison between Katy Perry and all of you guys and see Drag Race. And it was kind of like the Drag Race was a, a copy. It was like a, a ghost of what the real thing. And so it was really nice to actually see what real club kids actually look like and it shining in their own element. Right. Do you feel yeah, like it was? Uh, uh-huh. Go ahead. Um, Do you feel though that Peppermint's no. look may have been mopped up from uh, from Muffin Head? Some people are saying that she kind of the Peppermint no, look was kind um, of from Muffin Head. No, well, first of all, Muffin Head is her own unique individual. Um, two, what most people don't understand is Peppermint also lived the post Club Kid era in New York. She's not from the original one. She's like from the second or third generation over. So she also saw that every single weekend because all her friends are from that vein. So she also lived it herself. Um, thirdly, the person who designed her outfit, her name is Delicia Glam and Delicia Glam is a club kid. She is a female, a real female She's from the House of Ninja, and she created that costume. And yes, so I, I and if you go check Delicia's pages, you'll see that she's all Club Kid 100%. So yes, Peppermint was the clear winner when it came to that. To, now, to, to that do you, you, you're a neighbor of Peppermint. Now, do you call Peppermint Agnes? Because I guess we they did an a interview with her this week in a magazine, and they said, like, her name is Agnes. Agnes Moore. Yeah, Agnes like, Moore. Like Andorra, the actress who played Andorra and Bewitched. Well, it was Agnes Moore head. Okay. So maybe uh, uh, Peppermint doesn't like to give head, so she was just like, just Agnes Moore. <laughs> um, I don't know about that part, but we are in the same building. Um, she's a few floors below where I am, but she's also been here the longest. Mm-hmm. But you call uh, Peppermint Peppermint. You don't call her Agnes. Well, actually, um, I think Peppermint also has a real female name as well. So it's like, um, here's the thing. If I meet you as a drag queen and I know your boy name, you will never hear me call your boy name. You are the name (laughs) of your drag queen. I don't care if you are getting married, walking down the street with your future date, with your future husband. I don't care if you're with your family, your mother and Mm -hmm. and your church father. I will still call you Peppermint because I feel that. I feel that it's very insulting to call them by the slave name that their parents give them because that's not the name that they chose. Just like how you will not call me by my male name. I didn't choose that name for myself. My name is Vivacious. Uh, let's clarify what the, the term uh, slave name is a reference to Muhammad Ali because uh, he uh, changed. He was a famous boxer at the time and he he, is, he was born. His parents gave him the name Cassius Clay 
And as a successful boxer, he changed his name to Muhammad Ali when he converted to Islam. And so in the seven, I think this was in, especially in the eighties, a lot of people were talking about slave names at the time. Well, slave name to me is this. The name that is used to inflict the most pain on you because, you know, think about this. A lot of straight people, and I can, I know this from working in straight world for, for, for 20 years in Clubland. If they think they know your boy name, they'll be the, that one irritating, sea urchin, agitating ass motherfucker that'll walk up to you, even though you're looking your fishiest and go, Mac. Right. I got to say, though, I, I've noticed a definite change since we've had, you know, social media, Twitter, Facebook uh, with drag queens. It used to be back in the day. It's like if a drag queen was in drag, you had to call her by her drag name. And if she was not in drag, then you had to use her boy name and they would get mad. Like if you saw somebody like out mis- her. misunderstood, you know, hey, misunderstood. You're like, no, call me. Alex. Alex. Yeah. <laughs> I think we actually did a whole podcast on that. This is way back in like 2005 or 2006. Yeah. Well, I'm sure I mean, misunderstood um, listening. It, it, to, uh, oh, she, yeah. she may not agree with you, though. What? About that? In misunderstood's, yeah. um, case, that might be a little bit different because. Um, um, but it was. I think the reason. Yeah, but it was like it was common though for a lot of other drag queens to be like that too. Like, do not call me my. Well, because people were felt that they were being outed. Yeah. in some ways, and and so and for us it was really difficult yeah. because we had to introduce people as something on the show, and you know, for for some people the only relevant, you know, they were well known as mm-hmm. this drag character, but they didn't want to be interviewed as this drag character they created. So it was really hard to. To navigate some that some space. people we couldn't interview on the podcast because there was no way good answer to that question. Like, what do we talk about and what do we call you? Mm-hmm. My name is Vivacious twenty four seven. They also asked me what gender do I like to be referred to. I said she. A lot of people's like, why not he? I'm like, because to me he is the weaker sex. Sorry. <laughs> uh, spe- speaking but- of uh, female empowerment, I guess uh, Melania Trump. Uh, while while they're traveling the Middle East right now, Trump was trying to hold her hand and she smacked it away from him. She was like, she's sick of his shit. Well, you know, maybe Russia probably finally told her that now that she's completed her job as the KGB infiltrator to um, ruin his life, her job is done. So she don't have to sit there and play that shit no more. <laughs> she still got a baby with the guy. Yes, that 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 is a clause. Normally, when when you fuck with when 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 you mess with it with with the um with the, with, the, with the KGB in that sense, they usually send out a a, a cleaner team to um to to, mm-hmm. to, to um, get rid of the child and the, and the spouse because they don't want any any of their spies having kids. KG she. <laughs> So what? Let's talk a little bit more about Drag Race because uh, you're one of the, you're uh, unlike most drag queens that have been on Drag Race. You actually love the show and watch it. <laughs> I'm an avid, I'm an avid fan. Um, let me tell you this. I'm a huge Chocolat fan. I mean, I love the bitch from head to motherfucking toe. Her spirit, she's my spirit animal. I love her energy. I love everything about her. She is doing everything that is the right thing to do. And she has exhibited this in every single stage of this show so far. I am rooting for that bitch for the win. Yes, I have sisters in New York and even sisters that are in my building. But she is giving me everything that I need. What is it that you like so much about Shea Kool-Aid that inspires you? 
Um, she's so there is she has such a radiance of positivity about her. You know, uh, remember when you first when we first had the interview about the girls on season nine, my mm-hmm. biggest concern will always will be with my black sisters and Latina sisters, but mostly my black sisters. It's for some strange reason, it seems as though the show always tries to find some banji ghetto ass black girl to use her as the troublemaker, the rubble rouser or some little nasty attitude, which could then hurt her in the real world because it doesn't translate to bookability. Bookability is the ability to book a bitch to do a show because you come off as this little nasty ass black girl. I always call it um, black girls with problems. And she doesn't give, she doesn't give that. She doesn't exude that. She's extremely positive. BGP, that's a black girls with problems. Yeah, black girl, BGP, black girl problem. Yeah. Yeah. Or, um, or AAG, um, ABG, angry black girl. She doesn't have it. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Any of those issues. Well, I gotta say, um, you know, we've known Shay Kool-Aid for a long time. And definitely, like, Shay has uh, risen to the challenge and really... Uh, grown as a person and as an entertainer and as an artist for this uh, contest. And to me, I was very concerned that Shay's inner saboteur, her negativity or struggles or frustrations as an artist would take control, take, take center stage during this competition. And that we've seen none of that. So really Shay has, uh, you know, play the game, right? She is set to win. It's the first time we're going to have a Chicago winner on on Drag Race, so I'm very excited about it. Yeah, we're totally rooting for it. And I think that, you know, it's, it, there's a, a certain maturity, too, because we've known her for a, a, a few years now, and I think that she's just, like, you know, she's at the top of her game, and she's feeling very confident, and she's looking great, and uh, she knows what it takes to, to get to the top, and she's going to do it. And our dog, Jesse likes Shay Kool-Aid. Yeah, of all the drag queens, uh, I'd have to say that Shay is probably Jesse's favorite drag queen. Really? Yeah, well, because Shay will actually play with it. Most of the other ones just look at it like, can, can I, I wear it? it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can I eat it? Can I wear it? Can I? Will it bite me? No, actually, Shay, Shay is a dog person, and, and she's very good with Jesse. So just for the record, people. But I always try to get uh, Shay Kool-Aid to actually babysit Jesse, and she never would. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to forward you guys an article my roommate just sent me. It says, I've been identified. Okay, what's it about? Identified for what? You know, who 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 were the troglodytes that were on stage with Katy Perry? <laughs> I just I just forward you on the video. Um it's a it's a link. It should be on Fausto's oh, phone. You've been identified. Uh, I, girl, when my roommate said I got identified, the first thing that went through my mind was the um was was the IRS and shit. I'm like, motherfucker. Yeah, that, that's I scary. Scary. Okay, I don't want to be identified, Miss Thing. I'm trying. I'm trying to live on the DL, honey. I've seen what you've done throughout the years. You're really, you know, our audience 
adores you. They say that every time you come on the podcast, it's a gift to humanity. You have a great personality. You have, you're such a strong performer. You're really kind giving person. I've seen you in a club environment. You're always professional, always on time. You got your shit together. And to me, it's like, I want to well, see you, you know touring. What? I want to see you like getting more gigs than some of these troglodyte queens who don't, you know, have to, well, you know, you know what's, yeah. what's really funny. What's really I funny about this is, about um, for 12 years before RuPaul's Drag Race existed, yeah. I've been traveling the globe working with very big, 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 big name DJs. And all of a sudden, it's like people are like, oh, the Ravens and this, this was in the top fives. And I'm like, bitch, these people couldn't even get three people to like them on the Internet before Drag Race. And yeah. it's not to be shady. It's just the truth. It's in New York City. I already had a huge 18,000 people fan base following just from my regular stuff from back in the day. So I was always traveling, you know, so it's so new that people now just base your who you are based on drag race some club the other mm. day called me i was like hey we want to book you to come and work in our country for 500 dollars." i said bitch i said in the straight field my minimum fee just to work is in the four digit range just because you saw me on drag race don't mean i work that type of money you better step your damn game up i'm like drag race does not antiquate to how much what my fee is because i've been doing this longer than most people have i already have a real fee out there in the real world Honey, they gotta step so, their pussy up. They better, they better step, they better skip to my loo, honey, or get to skipping. What did you think about this week's elimination? What did you think about uh, Valentina's lip sync or non lip sync? If, if anybody has a problem with Nina Brown, Nina Brown, you need to come step to me so I could knock you the hell out. <laughs> you don't feel like Nina? Okay, uh, you're so Nina's, she's uh, violent a, and horny today. I know. <laughs> One thing that strikes me about Nina from watching Drag Race is that she suffers from paranoia. And I want to stress this, especially if Nina's listening, I'm sure she's gone through hell, and the reaction that she's having is perfectly normal. That said, though, is paranoia the best way to handle the situation she's in at the moment? Um, as I said, there's a reason why Shea kool is my favorite spirit animal, is because Shea kool identified that symptom and behavior with her two episodes back she is paranoid but you have to but but what she needs to be aware of is this the worst of the world can only sympathize with your paranoia for mm. so long before mm -hmm. they go girl bye well i listen i call bullshit though i call 100 bullshit on that because you know what she has a right to be paranoid because not one of those girls wants her to win you know they all want her to lose they all want because <laughs> well, they guess what, Miss you know there's a, there's a drag race girl down in Atlanta that's only got 10,000 followers and they're the ones that's borrowing Nina Bonina Brown from working in clubs all over these damn years. And now Nina Bonina has more than 177,000 followers. So I had to tell her at the end of the day, Nina, don't worry about it. They only got 10,000 followers. Look how many you have. Now you need to figure out what your true gifts are and figure out how to excel mm -hmm. yourself and make yourself and perpetuate yourself now that RuPaul has given you this opportunity do not judge yourself based on Atlanta. She needed to treat Atlanta like a cyst. It needs to be popped and pay it no mind. <laughs> you got to pop it and pull that little sack out or it just keeps coming. So there, you say, you're saying that there's a drag uh, race alumni, somebody that used to be on the show uh, in Atlanta that has gotten Nina Bonita Brown barred from many of the gigs there? 
not not so much Bart, but her influence made 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 it so that Nina could not ever see the see the inside of these places. Then she want to walk up to Nina and be like, "Oh, girl, you know, I I, I never threw you shade." No, honey, the only time you're coming up to Nina and saying mm-hmm. something is now because she's making it this far. And guess what? Nina, so far, Nina Bonina has made it further than most queens mm-hmm. in Atlanta. The only one who really did successfully also was Trinity K. Bonet. And Trinity had the good mental health and strength to move her beautiful, talented, and gifted ass down to Texas. Trinity K. Bonet, keep on turning it out down there, girl, because mm-hmm. you're a fierce 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 bitch so uh, i'm all, the only other drag queen i can think of from atlanta is nicole page brooks from atlanta georgia and isn't there is there one more um michelana something mm. or other hmm. there's, there's they're not a, on the show a, it's kind of hard to follow there's, them because there's, there's a lot there's of them a few, there's, a, there's a few of them down there they know who they they is they know what they do <laughs> and also the clubs that they, also the clubs that they work in these queens do not speak up for the fact that over the last five years, these clubs have also been cited as clubs that don't want black people in their clubs. Unlike Shangela, who went into a club who had made, who made um, statements against black before and told the owner to fix his statement and his premise. And he had no choice to these girls just go along with it. They know mm-hmm. who they is. And if they want to get to me on Facebook page and they feel called out or they need to defend themselves, go right ahead, bitch, because you know what? Your action speaks volumes over the years that you've kept silent, knowing that all of this was happening. How do we fight against racism in our own communities with especially when it comes to the booking of entertainers? The only thing you can do is go out of your way and create your own universe. And 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 side saddle those that are being those people and do something much, much more successful, because at the end of the day, you can't change the stripe on, on that sheep. You have to create an alternative. You have to create an alternative. And then and then if you create one that's really good, you'll either see them come around, which you can either accept them or deny them or other people will jump from their bandwagon and go. She was the wrong one in the wrong you know, because it takes you have to lead by a strong example to change something. But also you got to remember when it comes to things like this, when um, when rebar in New York City was called out for racial discrimination, it wasn't the blacks who called them out. It was the whites who went in there that were friends of the blacks who goes, we saw this shit and we know exactly what y'all are doing. And we're calling you bullshit. So we need it takes good allies off the race, who knows where the discrimination and the disparity is coming from that can help identify these situation and use their protection that is afforded them to help bring a light into situations like this. And it's only that way you can affect some form of a change. Remember, people, Dr. Martin Luther King did not march a million march men into Washington, D.C. In the middle of that march was a fierce white man whose name happened to be Senator Bernie Sanders. Okay. It takes from every side. Gays in general did not get here. We did not get here to have rights by ourselves. We got here because of people like Katy Perry. We got here because of people like Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. We got here because of people like um, Miley Cyrus, who decided to use their presence to add to our presence to create a synergistic thought in intolerant people's minds to open their minds to try to see things from a different point of view. And who was... The fierce gay man who helped organize Martin Luther King Jr.'s march on Washington was Bayard Rustin. Rest in peace. See? 
He was uh, he's always overlooked, uh, even by our own people, uh, as, as a, a very important contributor to civil rights. And so when people are, make the argument, gay people are trying to steal or attach themselves to the struggle of African-Americans. I like to remind people that the struggle for African-Americans and the struggle for LGBT people have been one and the same. And the people who have been organizing those things like Bayard Rustin and have, Black Lives Matter. And who? Black Lives Matter. And Black Lives Matters has been queer people of color. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot of people uh, do not realize that Black Lives Matter was 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 uh, was formed by two lesbians and one gay male. Yeah. And this is the kind of th- this is the kind of thinking. This type of like interconnectivity, collaboration, love, global tribe. This is the kind of shit that moves mm-hmm. things forward. That's why, to me. You know, because I actually went on on Saturday Night Live's YouTube channel and looked at Katy Perry's video. Thirty percent, thirty three percent of the of the of the upvotes or downvotes are people disliking it. Oh, really? So it, it, you know, in some ways, this is a risk still for Katy Perry to embrace club culture and, and racial and and sexual diversity. Katy Perry also has a follower of a following of Middle America Republicans. Yeah. And they are in that state where they feel that they need to galvanize and try to use social media to try to mm-hmm. to try to um to try to um as a black as a backflow to try to stop anything that's trying to create racial equal equality for the LGBT community. As Katy Perry said on the night off when we were about to go on when we first met her, she said it is part of her mission to make sure that we normalize the LGBT community to the middle of this country that has that think that they have a different language. So we have an ally in Katy Perry. I think a lot of people cynically look at, at Katy Perry's. I don't know if you call it a mistake or, or struggle is, is the collaboration she had with the, the, uh, the rappers who didn't let the drag queens in the second performance. Uh, Migos. To me, it's like she's trying to bridge different worlds together. And sometimes it's something that doesn't work as, as well as, she, as it can. Well, you know, you know what it is. It's um, I think sometimes you could mess up. A, you could mess up a, um, a, a village idiot that, that that is homophobic by um, you're like like for instance, when I when I meet, um, let's say, uh, um, a, Chris, a crazy racist Christian mm-hmm. or something, I'm like, bitch, this is the outfit I wore to Christian Mingle last week. <laughs> that message with them because they're like, huh? What? 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 Yeah, yeah. I'm like, uh huh. You know, mm-hmm. so yes, it's her way of doing that. You know, it also might have been the, the label's thing to say those guys were the latest hot rappers to do something mm-hmm. with at the time because maybe they were trending the most. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's a pro and a con, but remember, at the end of the day, when we performed our version with Katy Perry in terms of the, the um, Swish Swish, we didn't perform the choreography section to Nicki Minaj. That was taken out of the track. So guess what? Katy Perry has always written her tracks that whenever a rapper comes in, um, five, six, seven, eight, edit on the one. And when you get to 16 on four counts of eight later, you can then hit edit again and then get rid of that rap section and just slice the rest of her tracks together. And now you have the whole form with Katy Perry minus that, that, mm. that part of it. So at the end of the day, it doesn't hurt her. All it does is it gives her two, two options. She, the, the, the hip-hop world can also enjoy what she does, and the children who want just give me straight old Katy Perry can also have that. 
I, I edit out all the rap sections and all the Katy Perry songs all the time, and I perform the rest of her track. And I do that to any other artist also that put raps in the track. So even if the rap artist is pro-diversity and progressive, you still want to get rid of it? Ah, uh, honey, I don't see that world because that world is still wrapped in its own. They're still wrapped in their own mental slave slave mind. So I, I'm not here to give credence to them or light mm. in any way, shape or form. I only support the part of things that, you know, think about it. If a hip hop artist comes out as gay, honey, look at the amount of flack that he gets. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm not trying to go sit. There. It's just like you try to tell me. Hey, girl, why don't you go be the spokesperson for Jamaica since you're gay? Bitch, please put that put that damn whole island on a bomb and send it back. Send it back to Timbuktu. So when you perform a a song by Big Frida, you just edit the entire song out. (laughs) Well, here's um, um, due to the fact that her thighs smell like peanut, 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 peanut. Yes, I did edit out that part of it. I don't have a problem with Frida because Frida is from our community. I, I still play the Frida section at times, um, you know, just because it's still diversity, but mm. that's not my judge in, in, the, in the words of Jasmine Masters. That's not my cup of tea. So I would stay away from that section because to me, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I, girl, I'm not from the, I'm not, I'm a white, I'm, I'm a, I'm a white woman of color. She's, she's one of those artists like uh, the Black Eyed Peas, Big Frida, uh, that, whose name is always said in a song. Like you, every single song that Big Frida writes or pr- produces, mm-hmm. part of the lyrics is Big Frida. Well, you got to remind people who's singing. Big Frida, coming down to lately, you know. Because yeah. Big Frida reminds me of um, that that 1970s show Fame, honey. She wants you to remember her name. <laughs> <laughs> Vivacious. How do you feel about orbs? What 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 are orbs? Orbs are like uh, a, glowing a, glow, sphere. a glowing sphere. Did you see Donald Trump with the uh, Egyptian president and the Malaysian? Uh, the orb of evil. Yeah. Yes, he was with the Saudi king. Well, I had an orb, too, um, when I played Miss, when I was going to do Snatch Game for Miss Clear. I was like, call me now! <laughs> um, before we jump on the orb, let's go back to Valentina. Valentina, okay. oh, my yeah. dear, you... Cannot show up to RuPaul. I know you studied RuPaul's Drag Race for many years. That's why you were able to get your drag so well put together because you are from an era of the internet, whereas most older queens had to learn how to do drag by experience from going out. Um, But the show is based on lip sync for your Mickey freaky life, darling. That means you take off the, the, the jasmine veil off your face and do your job. It's not up for discussion. It's not up for a sidebar panel. It's not up for a train of thought. She didn't know the lyrics. That's why she was. She didn't want to take That's the mask a- off. Sweetie. Then you say, watermelon, bumblefuck, Timbuktu, how do you do? Do something. Move your fake lips. Do something. It's, it's interesting that she sort of choked and panicked mm-hmm. at, that, at that point in time. But do you think it might have been overconfidence that the judges were giving her so many compliments that she was like, there's no way I'm going to get up for elimination? If that's the case, then you can say you could then blame that on inexperience and being that young doing drag. Sure. I mean, um, because um, I think as you get older, you learn the tricks of the trade to get you through a song that you don't know. And I don't think she has developed those skills yet because any old queen knows you could have started doing turn numbers. 
you know, put, put um, you know, the part of the songs that you know, you turn to the crowd and you seal that shit right to RuPaul like you own it like a motherfucker. And the other parts, you backpedal, turn your head to the left or the right, spin around real quick, drop into a dip, make sure when your head tilts back, they can see your shoulder, but they can't see your lip. Put your hands up by your... Put your hands she up in the air that. like you're you. She was trying. Like she tried you, that with yeah. her arm. She was trying. Everybody was like, no, 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 no. Honey, well, guess what? Also, in her case, honey, those cameras had a six ways till Monday. On RuPaul's Drag Race, when you are lip syncing for your life, there are 12 cameras looking at your behind, honey, on 12 different angles. No matter how you turn, they are going to snatch and watch your lips. So Valentina had nowhere to go. But the thing is, you can still fake the lips. Mm. Yeah, and, and the thing about it is that she's probably going to have one of the more successful careers. Everybody's talking about her. Everybody loves her. Uh, one of our uh, listeners uh, ran into her on, at a street at an event, and she did the uh, Charlie Hydes to Jujubee. She just looked at her and was like, who are you? And then walked away coldly. <laughs> <laughs> What, who, who walked up to Valentina and did that? Said, yeah, you remember Valentina, with Charlie? Like, so Charlie Hydes and Jujubi had been, I guess, uh, Jujubi had reached out to Charlie Hydes and said, hey, you're going to be in, uh, I'm going to be in London. Actually, what it was, was Jujubi just came back from her hometown in London. She was on her phone texting and Jujubi said, hey, I just came back from you from your town in London. Now, as I said, and that thread is, if somebody told me that they just came back from a place that I know I could relate to, I'm going to look up immediately and try to acknowledge the person. By not looking up, that's just you knowing it was her and you decided to throw shade. And maybe and you know was she shade. was just uh, drunk or having a bad day or somebody, so she had a personal uh, crisis. We don't know. You know maybe it, she secretly it, hated it, this drag queen and she didn't know it. And so, so well, the same thing happened with one of our listeners. Uh, she approached Valentina, and I guess they had sort of been a little bit in communication, and Valentina just gave her an icy cold stare and walked away. Um, <laughs> According to this, to this person, so yeah. But you never know. It's like sometimes you're out in a club, you don't know what's happening. You see somebody on the street, they say hi to you, say what, hi to them. You don't also, know, and you know, people are pulling you in different directions. It can happen. It's also a matter of how they approach you. Some club, some club patrons at times think that they can approach you in a demeaning way and think that, well, your, your PR, um, your PR mm -hmm. reputation is based on you being nice regardless, mm -hmm. thinking that that queen won't lit them up. And then when they get lit up, then they gag. So, you know, I take stuff like that with a grain of salt. I have seen it happen many times where people are like, well, you were supposed to be nice to me. And I'm like, well, nobody told you to come off like an asshole first. So <laughs> now that you've come off like an asshole, let me keep treating you like the whole butt that you are. Remember when that audience member went up to you while you were performing on stage and tried to take a selfie and then you took your fan and thwarted the camera? Which is proof again that I am the queen of the motherfucking fan, bitch. That thing is a lethal weapon in my hands. I will read you the filth without even saying words. There are many ways how to talk to somebody besides sign language. Yes, it happens, you know. And it's like, girl, I'm not I'm not performing just for you specifically. I'm performing for a club of people. It's not about your personal you at that moment. Let me do my job and I will be more than happy to take that picture with you when I'm done. Now, mm -hmm. if you had came up to me in the beginning, in the middle and, and, and in the beginning and said, Hey, is there any way I could sneak a picture in with you while you're doing your show? I will set it up organically so that that happens. I will take your camera from you and take the picture. Yes.
and put you in the show in that sense. I love using people as props in shows. There are days where I put a white man across my face and walk across the room with him and put him down and put him on the other side. You know, but let me know ahead of time. Don't feel fierce on my dime. And I think that most performers, regardless of who feel the same way, because think about it. What if I was supposed to turn at that minute and my hand smacked you in the face or in the eye or I did a movement that caused you or harm or I was supposed to turn and your proximity to me caused me to twist my ankle or my leg? Are you paying for my medical bills? So don't assume just because I'm on the same floor with you, I am the, the origami that you're supposed to mess with. I am not that piece of paper. <laughs> Let me do my job, and then I will play with you. I am not your origami. If you don't pay my medical bills, I'm not going to pay you any mind. Exactly. If you can't pay my medical bills, won't pay you no mind. Vivacious, every time you come on the podcast, it's really, it, as, as one of our listeners said, it really is a gift to humanity. And I appreciate your friendship and, and your personality and you as a performer. I would love to get you to get come to Chicago and be on Cooking with Drag Queens. It's a, I know, but they, it's they, a dream they, 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 for they, us. Them damn Chicago clubs, honey. No, you you hit them up, and they, all you hear is crickets. I should write a I, I should write a bitch track about that. About that, I hit you up in the club. All I heard was crickets. <laughs> they just need a little nudge in the right direction, mm -hmm. and I'm hoping that we can help that happen. Vivacious yep. people can follow you on Facebook, right? Vivacious NYC. Yes, and Insta Instagram, Vivacious NYC. Twitter, Vivacious NYC. I've been mostly putting up stuff on Facebook, my fan page, and also Instagram in terms of pictures, videos. And some of y'all need to go get some of those damn ornations, honey, because y'all gonna gag when that ornation music video come out and you realize that your face wasn't in the video. But y'all didn't hear it from me because I ain't want to gossip. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> was that you making that sound or was that somebody else? It sounded it's like somebody else. That was else. me, honey. <laughs> That that was that was that was that that, ha, ha, ha. that was from um in living color when when he used to go I got I got a song you want to hear it yeah yeah and that's the sound that's that's an old in living color reference vivacious it's such a good time with you I absolutely love talking to you thank you so much for coming on the show and give us all the tea ice cold and scalding hot tea <laughs> uh, be, behind uh, Katy Perry's amazing performance on Saturday yeah. Night Live the green tea yes. the Earl Grey <laughs> herbal the organic the chamomile and the ginger tea too and I want to say thank you Feast of Fun for having me on your show it's always an honor Thank you, Katy Perry, for having me on Saturday Night Live. And thank you, Milan, for having me on. And thank you, World of Wonder, and especially Mother Rue and Theron. Without you guys, this little stone going down the hill would have not have been able to turn into a boulder. So I do truly appreciate all of it. It is nice, you know, and I, I, for, for, you know, people criticize RuPaul's Drag Race. They feel like the move to VH1 has been a mixed blessing in the sense that we now have to share you guys with a bigger audience. And it feels some of the things that we really like about the show, for example, like the runway has been edited down to be briefer. Um, but ultimately, you know, if it wasn't for RuPaul's Drag Race, you wouldn't be part of our lives. And, and it's really a real blessing to have you as around as a friend. 
we wouldn't have this. We wouldn't have this global um, gay language anymore. It would. Be, we would be doing it in different little pockets, not mm-hmm. being able to combine together. And this show has given us a nexus and a big LGBT hub where we can come in, get the latest update, and spread it, spread love, and say love to everybody else all over the world. Aww. So yes, drag race is very important, and it is very fundamental. So is reading, by the way. Reading is also fundamental. Reading builds community mm-hmm. by putting can, everybody on the same plane. And you can get that T-shirt in our store. Reading is fundamental at feastoffun.com slash store. <laughs> oh, shit. My bell didn't work. Oh, your bell's broken. It got <laughs> muted. Hold on. There Dang. we go. <laughs> there was like a cable in the between. <laughs> it was like. <clears throat> Vivacious. Thank you so much for talking to us. Thank you so very much for having me, love. Thanks, girl. Bye. Bye-bye. Vivacious lives in New York City. Check her out on social media, Vivacious NYC, and get yourself an Ornacia headpiece, right? Yeah, she sells it at her store on her website, facebook.com slash Vivacious NYC. I've seen people wearing them out and mm-hmm. about, you know, like if you go to like a pride celebration, yeah. you're like, wow, people really look great in these things. And it's like, <laughs> and it's of course, you know, when there's a, a crowd of people, and mm-hmm. you're trying to find your friend wearing those ornatia headpieces make you kind of like big birds stick out from the crowd. And so they can find them. You always find them. Yeah. Follow the bejeweled alien face. <laughs> <laughs> I want to remind folks, too, we can't do this podcast without your support. So if you're not a plus member yet, consider signing up today at feastofun.com slash plus because your contribution to the show is what makes this show happen. And another great way to support the show is to make a donation. You can do that at feastofun.com slash donate. All the money goes to making this podcast happen. And we want to thank you guys for 13 years uh, listening to our show and being with us. And a lot of you guys have been with us uh, through our many adventures and journeys and introductions to wild and woolly characters. And it's a real honor and a a pleasure to be able to deliver this podcast to you guys. So thank you so much for being a long-term listener and and being a friend. I'm Fausto Fernos. I'm Mark Fillion. Bye-bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.